Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Today's episode is a special one for me because the day this comes out is a year and a day exactly from when I launched my very first course, Instant Ambassador, which was the very first thing I offered to my audience in the new phase of my business. So last year on my birthday, September 15th, is when I launched the course. And it was a really big day for me because up until that moment, I had been growing my audience and sharing content for free for over nine months, which is insane. So in a way, this is kind of my business's birthday too. Does that make sense? I don't know. Anyway, in the spirit of birthdays and needing to write content, I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately because if you listened to last week's episode, you would know that things are going really well right now in my business. Thank you, God. But it hasn't always been that way, of course. I would definitely describe my journey thus far as a slow burn of sorts with lots of pivotal confusing, and difficult moments, and plenty of moments that at the time felt like I was going through hell, quite frankly. But in hindsight, I'm so happy that they happened because I wouldn't have the business I have now if they didn't. And I know so many of you listening right now are in similar seasons I've gone through. Maybe you're just getting started with your business and you feel like you have a massive mountain to navigate. Or maybe you've plateaued and you have to figure out how to revive things again. Maybe you're a few months or years in and you've fallen out of love with your business and you're wanting to pivot and try something else like I ended up doing. So I thought it would be helpful to share some of my own pivotal moments that I've had on my business journey along with the wisdom I gained in hindsight in hopes that they could help motivate you to keep on pushing through whatever challenge you're facing and get to the other side. And I saw a post on Instagram the other day that resonated with me so much and I thought that I had saved it, but I didn't. So I can't give credit to who posted this because I can't find it now, but I'm going to explain what it was anyway. So it was a cartoon with two sides, okay? And the first half of the cartoon showed a person going up a roller coaster. So they're like going up the big slope. You know how you creep up, go into the top, and you know that you're about to be to the top, and then you're going to free fall. And this person was freaking out, saying how scary it was and how he basically wanted to stop. And then on the other half of the cartoon was the same guy, but this time at the bottom of the slope. So he had made it over the hump, down the scary part, and he was at the bottom and he was ecstatic, screaming and happy, talking about how fun it was and that he wanted to do it again. And in a way, basically everything I've gone through in business is relatable to that. 
in the beginning, before you really get started with something new or when you're just beginning to get faced with a new challenge, it seems really scary and complicated and you're freaking out because you don't know what's ahead and you're anticipating in fear what's ahead. But once you get past the hard part and you reach your destination or goal, you look back and you're usually very happy that you took the chance and did the thing or stuck through it. There have been so many moments I almost didn't move forward in my own business because I wasn't sure how to get through or I wasn't sure how it was going to play out once I did. And there have been countless moments that I had thoughts of giving up on my business altogether. But once I got to the other side, in hindsight, the struggle never seems as bad as I remembered, and I totally would have gone through it again because the payoff and the lessons learned was beyond worth the struggle. So let me give you a few examples here. Here are three major pivotal moments that almost stopped me in my tracks, but ultimately changed the trajectory of my business. All right, so the first example, we're taking it back to 2016 when I started the first phase of my business, Bustle and Buzz. This is when I was managing social media for other businesses. So I started with only one client, the one that I had been working with since college. So I needed to find and sign more clients to make a living, which meant I would have to seek them out propose my services, and work for more than one business, all of which I had never done before. In the moment, it seemed daunting and terrifying. To make matters even more intimidating, my first lead was a doctor. At that time, I had only worked with nightclubs, so all of a sudden, I needed to come up with a business proposal that made me look legitimate enough to manage his practice. I'd have to make my very first pitch and then potentially manage the social media of an industry I had zero experience working in. As I was prepping for our first meeting, when I had to get the proposal and all of my services together, I was freaking out. I had no clue what I was doing. I felt like a fraud or that I was going to make a fool of myself. And I definitely remember feeling like I wanted to not move forward with the meeting at all. But despite feeling that way, by the grace of God and my husband, who knows how to write a killer proposal, I ended up putting something together that somehow got me the client. And it even landed me another client in that doctor's network. And before I knew it, I was making a great income and running a successful business. But obviously, that never would have happened had I scrapped the meeting altogether when I was freaking out about the unknown. By going into that meeting and working with those clients, I showed myself that I was capable of working in other industries and handling multiple clients and conducting myself in a way that would gain the trust of other business owners. And even if I hadn't gotten the client after that first meeting, which was a very likely scenario, I at least would have tried and I would have had something put together that I could then pitch to other businesses. All right, another example. Let's fast forward a year into this first phase of my business. By this time, I was managing several businesses' social media pages by myself, and I was getting pretty burnout. 
Managing social media for other companies was never my passion, and all of a sudden, I was doing it for 40-plus hours a week, so I was feeling pretty unfulfilled at this point and starting to resent my clients. And around this time, I really wanted to explore a different version of my business, but I had so many questions that kept me in inaction, like, who would I serve? What would I offer? How long would it take to build? Would I be successful doing something else with no prior experience? Eventually, a larger, super legit social media management business met with my doctor clients and proposed an offer that was a fraction of what I was charging them, and my clients gave me a choice. I could lower my rates to stay on as their manager, or they would have to move forward hiring the other business. And you would think, since I was burnt out and not enjoying what I was doing, that I would be happy about this opportunity to cut ties. But losing these clients meant I would be losing 80% of my income. And to make matters even more serious, I had just found out that I was pregnant with Cruz. So at that point, a huge part of me really wanted to lower my rates just for the security of pay, despite me being unhappy. But after some soul searching, and I'm pretty sure first trimester mood swings, I ultimately decided to walk away. And y'all, it was scary. I had no clue if I would find other clients or if I even wanted to, but I knew that I would hate myself if I kept doing work that made me miserable and especially work at a hugely reduced rate. As you know, that big, hairy, scary decision ultimately led me to pivoting my business into the one that I am so incredibly passionate about now, teaching and empowering female solopreneurs to grow their own influence and income online. So in hindsight, I'm thankful that the other business came along and competed with me because it was just the thing I needed to break out of my comfort zone and really consider trying something new. And I'm thankful that I trusted my gut and moved forward with the action. And my final example I am going to share with you today is the pivotal moment when I decided to start my mastermind. This story takes place in phase two of my business, the one that I'm in now. So before the mastermind, I had intended on helping women grow their businesses by creating courses for them and being predominantly a course creator. So I was the girl with a lot of Amy Porterfield podcasts as her motivation, and I was sure that that was how I was going to make a thriving career. And that is exactly what I set off to do. At a decent audience of women who desperately needed help with Instagram for business purposes, and that's how my first course idea, Insta Ambassador, came to life. Now, like I said in the beginning of the episode, a year ago on September 15th, I launched it. By the end of the launch, I made about five grand for my very first creation, so I was on cloud nine. I had arrived. I was so fired up about how the course went that I launched it again back to back, this time with less exciting results, but results nonetheless. There was just one problem. I didn't love the course launching process, and I won't get into too many details because they aren't relevant for this episode, but for anyone that's made a course before, there's a lot to do. 
And if you want to sell the thing, the launching period is intense. And at that time, I was doing everything for my business during naptime hustle because we hadn't hired our nanny yet. So again, I found myself running myself ragged trying to do all the things. But luckily around this time, I had also joined my first mastermind with Sarah Dan and I got to see firsthand how a mastermind was ran. There was a one-to-one aspect of it, a group aspect, a solid level of support in what seemed like a container that was a lot more manageable for my schedule at the time. It got my wheels turning and I started to wonder if I could launch my own mastermind as my next offer to my audience instead of just another course. There was just one problem. Again, I had never hosted a mastermind before, let alone even coach anyone. And I had been growing an audience for a year or so at this point, but still, I had no idea if anyone was going to want to invest in me to help them with their business. But with my coach's blessing and a prayer, I went for it. I launched my mastermind in December of 2018 with the goal to sign 10 women. And that is exactly what did not happen. (laughs) I hustled my face off promoting this thing and doing everything I could to explain how being in my mastermind would help women move their businesses forward and reach their goals. And there was some interest, but almost every single person I talked to would eventually decline my offer except for two very special women. Maybe my two favorite women in the world because had it not been for them trusting me and giving me a shot, I probably would have scrapped the mastermind idea altogether and pretended like it never happened and maybe even died from embarrassment. But my mastermind had two women in it and there was no backing down now at that point. And by the way, if you're wondering if a two-person mastermind is awkward, the answer is yes. At least it was for me. But now, the last thing I could do was act like I was embarrassed or worried that no one else would join. I had to show up for these women as a confident leader and have faith that other women would want to be in the mastermind at some point after the new year. And they did, kind of. January, I signed one more member, and then a couple more trickled in throughout February and March. I hadn't hit my goal of 10 mastermind members yet, but I had the honor of working one-to-one with four or five, and I loved it. Of course, I wanted to fill out the mastermind so that it would be more beneficial group-wise for my girls, but all I could do was keep showing up and holding the faith that it would eventually happen. And to my surprise, I filled out my mastermind in April, and there have been well over 10 members ever since. And now we are actually at 20 members, which is insane and so fun. But to get to that point took four months, four months of awkward growth and straight grinding, And that may not seem long to you in the grand scheme, but when you're in the moment and you have no clue if you'll ever hit your goal, four months can feel like a long time. And for me, it really did. It was a really difficult season of waiting and hustling. During that time, I wasn't making enough money just from the mastermind, and I had to launch a couple of workshops to make up for it. So I was having to create a ton of content, promote and sell the workshops, 
run the workshops, and serve my mastermind members all during Cruz's nap time and any other spare minute that I could fit something in. Plus, trying to be a present mom and a decent wife, all the things. And again, I was running myself into the ground. I cannot tell you how many times I was so exhausted and frustrated that I wanted to call it quits and apply for another job, or at the very least, take a break from my business and just live off Chris's pay for a while. And that never would have happened, but still, it was tough. But now, my mastermind is my main source of revenue for my business and my favorite thing in the world. I literally could pinch myself every day that I get to work with such incredible women and they want to work with me. It is such a blessing. All because I went for it and I didn't stop short before I reached my goal. And as hard as that season was for me and as much as I hated it at times, thinking back, would I do it again to have the business I do now? Absolutely. Okay, so... The point of me sharing all of that with you wasn't to glorify hustling, although it's hard to deny that the hustle is a necessary ingredient for success during different seasons. But the real point I'm getting at here is when you're going through something that is uncomfortable, it always feels worse or maybe even unbearable in the moment. But if what you are working for is something you really want, and something that aligns with your values and will better you as a person or business owner, you owe it to yourself to keep going, to keep pushing and striving for more. Because once you hit that finish line and you officially become the type of person that achieves that thing that you're working so hard for, every uncomfortable and difficult second prior to that becomes worth it because they served a much greater purpose in taking you to the next best version of yourself. So whatever it is that you may be going through specifically right now, I hope this episode serves as a beacon of hope for you. My hope is that you walk away feeling more confident with the decisions that you need to make or that you keep moving forward despite how difficult circumstances are right now. Remember, seasons don't last forever but you have the power to make it a season that was well worth it or one that you regret. Keep showing up, friend. I love you. I'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, friend. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, Feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I. Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.